Hello everyone. Damn, this is crazy. This is my first ever time making, releasing a podcast. I honestly didn't know I was going to make a podcast, but welcome to the Coded Like a Capsule podcast. Right now, I don't know exactly what direction we're going to be heading in. Right now, I'm interviewing pharmacy students. I don't know if I'm going to be interviewing anyone else, but we'll see how that goes. But I just want to say thank you guys for listening. Um, Just for a preface, Who I'm interviewing is Parth Vedia. He's one of my really good friends from college. Smart guy, has done a ton of internships in pharmacy, has left a footprint within the school, you know, taking lead in certain clubs and, you know, just being a leader in general. And yeah, so we're going to talk to him about what internships he's done, how his experience was, any tips he has for pharmacy school. And I also just want to excuse my audio because I was talking through my AirPods and I wasn't really using this mic because then the audio is blocked from the other end. It's just a crazy thing, all right? A lot of lot of electronic ish, issues. And um, yeah, so I hope you guys enjoy it. Let me know what you guys think and have a wonderful day. All right, guys, welcome to the first ever Cody Like a Capsule podcast. Um, I'm going to be having interviews with different pharmacy students and really anybody in the healthcare profession. And the first person we have here today is my friend, um, and peer Parth Vedia, who's a, currently a P4 pharmacy student doing his rotations. But I'll let him talk more about himself and uh, his past experiences. Parth, if you could introduce yourself and give us a brief run through, that'd be great. Yeah, man, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, like Sagar said, my name is Parth. I'm currently a P4 student, so sixth year of pharmacy school. Um, yeah, this is like my first time ever doing something like this. I didn't know this was the first ever episode. That's pretty cool of you to have me. <laughs> yeah, I was. it was like kind of like a spur of the moment i was like dude i gotta get a podcast and i remember no nah, dude i dig yeah, it i remember I, I told you right when i was like at my apartment i was like dude let's record something i want to start something and then um yeah 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 absolutely i do yeah yeah all right so let's let's just take it back all right so you went to the pharmacy program and what was your first job in pharmacy so yeah, so my first job in pharmacy actually was uh, at a CVS back in way back in PP one year. So my freshman year back in like 2014, um, I just like applied. I remember I applied to the most like random job um, and ended up getting like a farm tech position at a CVS. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but that was very short lived. I think I quit within like four or five months or something. I hated that shit. <laughs> yeah, because CVS, dude, CVS is hard, bro. And I think it was just like at the time, um, it wasn't like something I really wanted to do. It was just something I felt like I had to uh-huh. do. Like, you know, you always hear like, oh, get involved early and like try to get a job. Um, so I just kind of jumped in head first without really knowing what I was getting into, what I wanted to do. Um, and then as soon as I got there, I was like, wait, like, I you hate this. Like, I remember they had me working at the cash register. Yeah. Um, and they're like, yeah, like, because you, you don't have your pharmacy license, like you... Uh, or certification, I forgot what it was. They're like, you can't, you can't really work in the pharmacy. I don't want to be a cashier. Exactly. Um, yeah, and then I think after that, I mean, I started pledging fraternity. So like, the rest was history. So I was just like, I just had my priorities straight after that. So uh, I quit that job. Um, and then after that, I kind of like went in more with like a clear mind of like what I wanted mm-hmm. to do before I pled to like the next jobs I had. And then you went on, you did hospital, and you did an internship. So. You could speak more about that and those experiences, how they kind of compare to your first ever experience. Yeah. So, I mean, pretty much like throughout pharmacy school, like I, I, after my retail experience, I uh, got a job as a farm tech at Hackensack Hospital. 
Um, and I really liked that job. I stayed there for about two years. And then um, the summer after my P1 year, I got an internship at Celgene. So uh, in order to like make room for that in my schedule, I quit my job at the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, and then I moved on to industry and I was in the medical affairs department. Um, so it was like a really cool balance between like the clinical science side of it and also like the marketing and soft skills and like people skills like that um, are like very, you know, very characteristic of industry. Uh, so I really like that role. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, you know, I, after that summer, like I kind of already knew I wanted to do something like that in my career. Um, so, I mean, after that, uh, I just went through P2 year, which, you know, is like yeah, the hardest year of pharmacy so school. Difficult. So I didn't, I didn't, yeah. yeah, man. So I didn't, I didn't work anywhere that year. I just, uh, kind of focused on school. And, and meanwhile, I was still doing research too. Like I was, it wasn't obviously not paid, yeah, yeah. but I was doing research with a professor. I actually started that my P1 year as well. Um, so P1 to like P2 year, I was doing research in infectious diseases. Um, so that's like the therapeutic area I'm interested in. So like I want to do, I want to like whatever I do in pharmacy, whether it's like hospital or, uh, industry, I want to focus on infectious disease medications. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's kind of like what I kept my focus on, uh, throughout and then ended up getting another internship at the end of my P2 year at a healthcare focused investment bank actually. So that was like something really out of left mm-hmm. field. Like it was something totally unique. It was a totally like, complete business role. And I actually hated that too. Um, so, I mean, like it, it, it's good in that, like I had a lot of jobs that I didn't yeah, like because yeah. it helped me really narrow down what I do like. So fast forward to now I'm on my rotations. I already have a pretty clear uh, focus on what I want to do. Uh, it's going to make the mid-year process that much easier. Obviously, like, I still have to interview and stuff. Like, I know exactly which type of positions I want to apply to now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I have my I have my path pretty much cut out for me. Um, and uh, I guess that takes me to, like, where I want to go. So, like, for people who don't really understand, like, the whole internship, mid-year kind of thing, um, I'll just explain it to them. Um, so, like, for students like us, like, who are interested in industry during the school year over the summer, we'll usually apply for internships in P1, P2 year um, and heading into P3 year. But uh, once you're in P3 year and you're going into uh, rotations, you ro- don't really do an internship. You just go into rotations. And then with rotations, you can choose where you want to go, right? Like specific places, but it's kind of randomized in a sense. You guys just get to like, yeah, you just get to like yeah. put them in order. Um, and then mid-year is what he's talking about is that's when you do like the whole fellowship and residency selection process. And you got to do a whole bunch of interviews see if you get anywhere and then uh yeah you so you go into industry and then um just so people have more of a clear idea of what you did during your internships uh, can you go into a little bit more detail because I know for me like before I started my internship I was like what's medical affairs or what's like medcom or what's regulatory like what 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 did you have to do within your internship role yeah yeah definitely so so okay so medical affairs uh the easiest way to think of it is like the bridge between clinical and marketing, right? So like clinical trials is like you're trying to figure out like a new drug, like you're trying to bring a new drug to market. And then marketing is obviously you're trying to advertise that Mm -hmm. drug. You're trying to, you know, make money off of it. So medical affairs is kind of the bridge between that. Um, So it's kind of disseminating the science. Yeah. Um, So you're dealing a lot with doctors. You're talking a lot to healthcare providers and stuff, basically telling them about your company's drug. Um, so when you think of like things like MSLs, like for those of you who don't know what an MSL is, it's medical science liaison. 
So they're kind of like sales reps, except they're more, they're only science focused, actually. So they go around to doctor's offices and stuff, and they just talk about the drug, but purely from a science perspective. They're not trying to sell it, but they're trying to convince the doctor that this is a good drug to use. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. So, yeah, so MSLs are under Medifair. So that was a big part of what we did. So one really cool thing I got to do was go on a ride along with an MSL. And yeah, they call it a ride along. <laughs> um, but you know, it was that, and that's exactly what it was. So this guy, like he picked me up in like the company car. It was like a nice BMW, like everything paid for. <laughs> yeah, dude. And this guy, like he was like super cool. He was very young. So MSLs tend to be young because like the job involves a lot of traveling. Yeah. Um, you're driving from city to city, talking to different people. You have to be high energy and like, you know, uh obviously like have to have a good personality so this guy was telling me all about his job the whole way then we got to the doctor's office in uh, new york city and then kind of i just sat there and shadowed him um and just watched like he described the drug i think it was a drug for um psoriasis for celgene and um yeah he just basically told the doctor why he should use this drug what the data is like he's like listen like in clinical trials we got blah 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 like these results uh, the patients did really well, and this is why you should consider using it on your patients. Um, so that's like a big part of the the job in MetaFairs. Other things I got to do was um, make like slide decks and presentations. Mm -hmm. So I made uh, one presentation on lymphoma because Celgene is like a company that focuses on like cancer drugs. So I, I had to make a presentation on uh, a really rare type of lymphoma um, and then just present that to the team. And then the team, in turn, use that presentation to give it to their, like, their clients and, uh, you know, ultimately turn it into a marketing thing. So it was really cool because, like, the work I got to do was actually used. Um, so, I mean, that, that was MetaFairs. And, like, the rest of it was just, like, sitting in on meetings, like, talking to different people, working, like, cross-functionally within, you know, different teams. So you work with clinical, you work with marketing, you work with regulatory. Because um, it really is, like, that central, like, the bridge type of role that I was talking yeah. about. So that was, that was my first internship. Uh, my second internship, there's really not much to talk about because um, I, I didn't stay in that role very long. Actually, it was just a good, it was a short internship to begin with and um, I didn't gain much out of it. Uh, but it was, it was more finance, financial focus. So uh, things like private equity and um, consulting and uh, portfolio management, things that don't even make sense to me right now. Um, <laughs> But it, it, it was cool in that it taught me that you could do a lot with the pharmacy degree, you know, like it's not just like the traditional roles. And also it's not just like things like managed care and industry. Like there's even stuff beyond that. You know, you could work in an investment bank if you want to. Like if you're someone who's interested in like the stock market and, you know, finance and Wall Street, uh, pharmacists can absolutely work in that setting too. Um, so that that taught me a little bit about that perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, I, think, um, yeah. I think it's kind of cool because – Remember when you told me about it? I was like, "Dude, that's pretty awesome!" Like, obviously, you did internships that you didn't like, and you obviously didn't like that one. But even having the opportunity to have that experience is also pretty, pretty damn dope, right? Like, absolutely. And like, I think a lot of people don't understand. Like, when you have when you have jobs, you'll probably end up doing more jobs that you hate <laughs> rather than jobs that you like. <laughs> you kind of just have to like filter. Yeah, through. dude, that's. Honestly, I wish that that was something I knew before going in. Like, it, it it's it's pretty like it's a pretty good problem to have if you think about it. Like, so many people like struggle to find jobs and stuff, and because we're in such a prestigious like program, like we may be able to get some jobs easier mm -hmm. than most. 
um and then we you know and then we're in a place where we're we can actually complain about yeah, the job, yeah. you know like how pretty yeah. you know, like, that's like a pay- place of privilege like i've been doing a lot of thinking about it but like like i mean right now to be honest like the rotation i'm on i hate it um it's like a marketing rotation again it's also in the industry um but i just hate it like it just i guess it's more of like the company culture where i'm at and i don't like mm-hmm. it but I mean, I just remind myself, I'm like, I'm lucky to be in this position. I'm almost like a doctor of pharmacy right now. And like so many people would like do anything to be in this position. So like you should just be, you know, if you don't like a role, just still go in with an open mind and just gain the most out of it. Um, and just, you know, just just use everything as a learning experience, honestly. Yeah, I, I like, so a lot of people like, you know, I run the whole code like capsule thing. Almost every other day, there's someone messaging me like, about the job climate, you know, whether it's good to go into pharmacy if you find a job. And I think my opinion's always biased because we go to Rutgers where, and we're also in a professional fraternity where everyone's pretty decent at, you know, like putting themselves out there and getting a good position. So like what we see around us is people, you know, doing all these great things. Um, but But exactly. we forget that there are a ton of pharmacy schools that, you know, might have a little bit, they don't have the same exposure we do, like with the industry and everything. So I, I, that's that's the whole point of what I'm doing is because like it puts like dude like whatever pharmacies like Rutgers pharmacy is way different than a lot of other pharmacy schools. People don't know no, any yeah, about dude. industry. It's crazy. Anything. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, even like even just being on rotations with like kids from other pharmacy schools, like you could see that firsthand. Like I remember last summer, I was on my hospital rotation with a kid from Fairleigh Dickinson, and he was just telling me like about their program it was just so different. Like they don't have any exposure to industry kind of like you were just saying um their rotation schedule is a lot different their class schedule is a lot different um yeah and, it, and yeah like i mean we just it's not hate towards yeah, like the yeah. school it's just that the exposure level is different with uh, with different no schools. exactly it's not even that yeah. and like i just think the resources that we have at Rutgers is different um the type of like the type of like the, the culture we have is different like we're obviously a very industry focused school mm-hmm. Um, the Rutgers Fellowship Program is one of the best in the country. So, I mean, we have all these resources at our fingertips that a lot of schools don't have. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we, we're definitely at a point of, like, a good opportunity. Yeah, so, I mean, for in terms of just pharmacy students that are going to be listening to this or pre-farm students, um, you know, college gets difficult, and like, especially when you're living on campus or it gets complicated, classes get hard um what do you do to just balance everything out do you have any like special things that you do any uh ways that you keep track of time things like that um i mean as far as what i do to balance it out i mean like you you definitely have to keep a good like work-life balance obviously otherwise you'll go crazy um so i mean being in a fraternity really helps with that like obviously like you're you're one of my brothers like Mm -hmm. so most of the people i hang out with throughout farm school are my azo brothers um, especially like my roommates, like I lived with ASIO brothers pretty much throughout pharmacy school and that made it really cool. Cause like we all had the same schedule. So whenever, you know, we're all studying, we're all grinding out together, whether it be like studying in a lounge together, pulling all nighters, whatever it may be, like you have that support system with you. So it makes it that much easier than like studying all day by yourself, for example. Um, and then as soon as you're done, like you can all chill together, like whether it be just going for a drink or just like. I don't know, just hanging out, dude. Yeah, um, I think nothing really special. I think, dude, but like, I think it goes beyond that. Like, just having someone there to study with. Like, when you have people around you that have the same goals, you start getting excited about doing more things within your career. Because, like, 
people who do pharmacy and if you that's why when people hit me up and say like do i have any tips i just say make friends because if you make friends that are within your pharmacy school you're gonna be way more motivated because if you're if your boy gets an internship somewhere you're gonna be a like, god like i gotta do some shit like that right i like, want that too yeah 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 and like i think that's good advice i really do because like i mean you you're only as good as a company you keep right yeah so I mean, you if you surround yourself with like-minded people, like people who are striving, kind of like, I mean, what you just said, with the same goals as you, you're going to do better. Um, and that's why it's important to build a good network. And, like, it also, uh, you know, goes back to, like, an age-old saying in pharmacy, which you, if you're in pharmacy school, you're going to hear this a million times, but it's not what you know, it's who you know. Mm-hmm. And pharmacy is a small world. So, like, when you surround yourself with these people, you start building your network early, like, that goes a long way. Because, like, the kid, like, sitting next to you in class, maybe one day, like, you know, he may be a CEO of a company one day and yeah, you may yeah. need a job. Or maybe the other way around. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you may hook him up with a job. Um, so, yeah, I think I think your advice is absolutely on point. Like, you should definitely make friends with everyone. Don't just, like, don't be that kid who just goes to class, you know, puts his head down, studies, and goes home. Like, join organizations. Like, join clubs. Um, go to events and stuff. Meet people. Because that stuff, at the end of the day, takes you a lot further than getting A's or B's in your classes. Mm-hmm. And I know, um, I'm going to step aside from just the whole pharmacy thing. Um, you do, yeah. like, during during school, you run some, like, charity work, right? Um, from family relations, you, you do, is it a blood drive, from what I remember? Yeah, yeah. So, um, my family actually holds a blood drive every year for my grandpa. It's actually coming up in September, so uh, <laughs> I'm going to throw in a little bit of <laughs> yeah, advertisement yeah, here. Like, yeah, if you get... I mean, like, yeah, I'll send you the flyer and shit, but, like, uh, yeah, my, like, my family holds a uh, blood drive every year. My grandpa suffers from a chronic uh, condition, autoimmune disease, called myasthenia gravis. Mm-hmm. Um, so pretty much, like, his own immune system is attacking itself, and, like, unless he uh, takes his medication, you know, it, it's, it would end his life. Um, so he basically, like, when, when this was starting out, like, when he st- first started having the symptoms, like, we didn't know what it was, and he was in the ICU for a really long time. And then his life was ultimately saved by uh, a blood transfusion. Wow. Um, and then the doctors kind of figured out, like, okay, it's this immune disorder. So they put him on the right medication. And, you know, he's made it, like, a remarkable recovery. Like, it was like a miracle, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the doctors literally told us, like, you know, one or two more days in the ICO and he ICU and he would have been gone, you know? Yeah. Um, so basically, my grandpa wanted to start this blood drive to pay it forward and just show his gratitude to, pe- like, and save other people's lives. Um, so we've been doing, this is going to be the fifth year actually that we do it. Um, and yeah, I'm kind of involved with that. Like I help, I help plan it a little bit. I help with the logistics, like just setting things up, making phone calls, getting people to come out. Um, and it's like, it's really gratifying work, you know, Mm -hmm. like knowing that you're, I mean, what you're doing, like, even if you donate blood, like you could ultimately help save someone's life. And because I've seen it firsthand help my family, like it means that much more to me. And I, I think it's like those experiences that kind of inspire you to do more. Cause like, it's not just about doing school and doing a, joining a pharmacy club. Like you got to do some other things too, like things that you're passionate about. And that's obviously something that you've held, pa- you've been passionate about. Cause it's like your family, right? You, you've been impacted yeah, firsthand. So I think it's yeah, pretty yeah. dope. Like you do stuff like that. Like even me personally, like I've been trying to think of ways to do more like, like with, with, with like the, the things that I have right now, like with my content and everything, like if I could possibly think of some merch or cool merch and then donate the proceeds to like something that I'm passionate about, like I think things like that, like thinking outside of just yourself and your own benefits 
it's really important. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think, like, you're already doing that, man. Like, just this cool stuff you create. Like, first of all, this is super rare. Like, it's such a cool idea. Like, all the things you do, like, coded like a capsule. Like, your vlogs and all that, man. Like, not many people in pharmacy yeah. school are creative like that. And, like, that's hats off to you, man. Like, it's really cool what you're doing. Yeah, of course. And, like, course. just this podcast alone. Like, if you put this, you know, if you make podcasts like this and you put it out there, I'm sure it'll help a lot of kids, like, in high school and pharmacy school just figure out, you know, their mm-hmm. what they want to do and stuff. Like, so you you're doing it too, man. It's I think, and I think everyone has their own thing that they do. Exactly. Yeah. And you have to, I feel like, otherwise, like you, you know, what I mean, like you have to have something that drives you. Of course, yeah, I appreciate that. Like, I, like for me, it's not something I make money out of or anything right now. It's just what I'm passionate yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. But um, for you, I'm I'm just gonna end off with one last question. I know it's getting a little bit late, but um. Yeah. In terms of yourself, what, where do you see yourself in five to ten years? Like, where do you want to be? Yeah, honestly, that that's a question I've been asking myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I honestly don't know, like, I as far as, like, my goal setting goes, like, I know, like, immediately where I want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much long-term. And it, okay. it's funny because before I had it, the other, it was flip-flop, you know? Like, I knew kind of, like, what I wanted to do long-term. I just wasn't sure how I would get there. Yeah. Now I know what my immediate step is. Like, immediately, like, I know I want to get a fellowship, um, preferably in medical affairs, um, you know, it would be cool if it was at a company that makes like infectious disease drugs. So something like Pfizer or Merck. Um, and then after that, it's kind of like, you know, it's open for me. Um, I, you know, I, I am very passionate, like I said, about infectious disease. Um, so, I mean, you hear about things like Ebola mm-hmm. and like Zika virus and like all these diseases affecting the whole world. Like I learned, uh, you know, pretty early on in, in pharmacy school that pharmacists actually have a role in that. You know, you hear about all these doctors without borders and nurses and stuff like pharmacists are also involved in that. Um, so maybe if I could get involved in some public health stuff like that, that would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe at like a government agency like the CDC or uh, cool. even like, yeah, or like even the World Health Organization. Like I'm thinking like global, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm like, so may- I mean, if I could end up there in five years, dude, that would be amazing. But maybe maybe 10 years, maybe 15 years. We'll see. Um, you, you just gotta play like I think that was a great answer like you don't you shouldn't have to have it all mapped out like but when you're when you're younger you're like dude I want to do this I want to make be like this but like when you get older you're kind of like you think more into it and you're like all right we'll see how it goes we'll take it step by step because you still got to figure out what you like and where you want to go after you get your fellowship things like that yeah and like I think one and like everything's like a stepping stone you know like what every experience you have is kind of going to shape where you want to go next and it's not always just a straight line it's kind of like a ping pong so um yeah man i'm keeping I, at this point i'm just keeping my options open and um you know just doing my best here yeah of course man. <laughs> and i i think you're gonna do great man like i, thank I know you, you as a person but uh yeah so uh, i just want to say thank you man appreciate it my first ever guest um i, I mean it's his first time doing a podcast and like i'm testing it out seeing how it goes but i think this went like great lots of information that like people have no idea about so they're gonna Dude, love this likewise man thank you for having me and that is the end of the podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Really got some cool tips from my man Parth. Uh, we really just dropped some knowledge nuggets for you guys. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it. So just reach out to me. Um, let me know what you want to hear. If you want to be on the podcast, of course, you can reach out to me on Instagram at Coded Like a Capsule. And all of Parth's information will also be in the bio of the podcast. Have a great day.